1: Hello, welcome to the Courtney Turner Podcast. I am here today with investigative journalist, legendary George Webb in studio. You're here at the Kneecat Studios in Nashville. It's pretty awesome. It
0: is. It's very nice. Very professional.
1: Right? It, doesn't yeah. it feel that way? Yeah. I do want to, before we start, just uh, do a little tribute to Ryan Christian. We were going to do this together. He's unfortunately injured, um, so he will be sharing this out as well. And uh, I, I believe you guys are going to be doing a follow-up, but he's definitely missed, and I just wanted to, yeah, say a little tribute to him. Well, but.
0: I have to tell you, Courtney, uh-huh. that I was so excited to <laughs> actually share a stage. I've shared a stage with you before, but, Yes. I mean, wow, Ryan Christian, that would be it, you know. But any anyway, next time.
1: Next, next time. time. Yeah, next time. We'll, we'll yeah. definitely do it again. But get better, yeah. right? Get yeah. better. Yeah. So, so I... There's so much to talk about, and yep. you have been doing such a good job. with. I've been following all these spaces, and uh, I, I was telling you before we started that one of the ones I, I listened to recently, you called it Worldwide DARPA, which you'd written a book on, and you were talking about how we're in this day and age, uh, we're facing a warf- type of warfare, but that it's not necessarily kinetic, but it might be in the realm of biologics. Yeah. And uh, I was saying it reminded me of this line in Annie Jacobson's book, The, the Pentagon's Brain, and right. she talked about how the if the First World War was a war of the physicists, the second would be the war of the chemists, then the third will most likely be uh, the biochemical uh, or bioweaponiers.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, th- I think that's pretty, uh, I think, first of all, her title, is probably pretty appropriate. The Pentagon's brain, uh, DARPA, which is the Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is the group that thinks about the next war for the Pentagon. And so uh, you see uh, this last three years, right, with the COVID, Mm -hmm. the virus, and the vaccine, and the several rounds of each, that it does start looking like a, a series of military exercises right, China first, then the US. It does seem like there's a whole series of military uh, lockdown uh, procedures that get put in place, mm-hmm. tag and trace, um, you know, now we're seeing the huge uptick in the cancers, uh, now we're seeing all kinds of uh, things with the heart, the myocarditis, the pericarditis, plus we have all the sudden death things, you know, we got a lot of stuff going on, we do. and and you know, it's funny because there's a lot of it, seeming like attention, attention distractions mm-hmm. that Hollywood is kind of putting out there. There's the sounds of silence. You know, it's an important story, but
1: the sound but, of freedom. The
0: sound of freedom. Excuse yes. me. The uh, sound of freedom. Uh, there's the uh, see. I haven't seen it
1: yet. <laughs> <laughs> we haven't either. We've actually tried, but yeah, haven't yeah.
0: seen it. Uh, but Barbie, and mm-hmm. you know, you've got the Oppenheimer movie about the H bomb, and. Yes really all well,
1: their the, operation Ddo which is uh, distract deflect and obfuscate yeah yeah <laughs> yeah I, I think
0: I think that's what's going on I, I think people have had a, a very traumatic experience they've either lost a loved one yeah. or they've lost a job or they've lost a business or they've retired and yeah. changed their whole lifestyle and lots lots of changes right sure. so uh, people kind of naturally want to go okay I want some answers right. I, I don't. I'm not comfortable with what just happened. <laughs> I want and the thing with, with proximal origins—the thing that happened in the Congress a couple days ago, which mm-hmm. is one day and a couple of guys being questioned that weren't even in the The
1: cover-up of a proximal origin story. That's literally yeah. what they called it. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and it's just so. Um, and then they deleted it. Yeah, and and the the real key players all were proxied. You know, Jeremy Farrar, the WHO, he was the real guy who was running the whole thing. But, I mean, it was just not enough. It was just, like, I remember when I was a little kid, you were not born yet, the Watergate hearings yeah. went on all summer long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> we went home every day from school and watched, you know, Jeb Magruder and all these guys. So I think that's what people want. I, I went to England to the uh, Southampton Museum for the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And uh, you go in there, and it's the old ballroom. They actually have the old ballroom of the mm-hmm. Titanic. And inside the ballroom, they're completely refitted, Beautiful mahogany and all that. They actually have all the inquiry of uh, the questions, and they have actors playing like people asking the questions at the Titanic inquiry, which went on for something like sixty days. Okay. Sixty witnesses, eighteen thousand questions. This yeah. is for three thousand people dying, not a million. Mm-hmm. You know, right. you, you know what I mean. So I think people—that's what people really want, and so yeah. that's what I try to do on the spaces. Mm-hmm uh which is real George Webb one. I get that out of the way <laughs> 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 on Twitter. And 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 on my uh, on my Substack where I try to put more you, you have a visual meeting where you can put the proof in there. Yeah. And so that's what I try to do on the Substack, George So that's that's where I why I spend a lot of time where I do. Yeah. And not the other topics.
1: Yeah. Um I think that that, that is really true. I think that people want answers and they also want to feel some sort of i, I hesitate cuz justice isn't really the right word but they want to feel like at least there's some attention being put towards it and it really so much of what we've seen is just like a big charade yeah at least the how cover up yeah we
0: went through the lancet cover up yeah. now the the proximal origins things look like another cover up yeah and you know the EcoHealth Alliance seems like a, a shadow dance uh, now that Fauci and now Congress is admitting that they gave money and you know it just it's just one of those things where people feel like they've been at the magician show and they've had every coin and distraction and the yeah. pretty girl and all that you know they've had it all now they just want some straight answers so so that's that's what where I, where I try to go with my reporting I think it's still a big subject. Uh, for everybody. But we, there's a million things to talk about. But that's yeah. probably my main focus.
1: Yeah, totally. Uh, well, we, before we dive into some of that, I, I would like to address the the Hollywood element. What do you think the do you think they're intentionally releasing these things now as, because a lot of people have asked this question, like, why now? With, with actually both of those movies, Sound of Freedom and the Barbie movie. And the Barbie movie seems kind of, yeah.
0: Um, but I, you know, I didn't even know they did movies anymore. <laughs> you know, it's like how long has it been they
1: remake movies, like you know, classics with a woke variation. That seems to be most of what they do. Now.
0: Is is Barbie like now?
1: Yeah, like uh, apparent I haven't seen it, so I just pulled the trigger. she got a
0: girlfriend, and um, I don't know, yeah. <laughs> but they, they say it's a
1: very woke, like feminist propaganda movie. Oh, um, wow. And I know there's been just a lot of conversation, which again seems like a lot of distraction. Like you said, there's this whole discussion on Twitter. Every time I open my Twitter feed, it's about like whether or not uh, the actress, uh, Margot Robbie, right. whether or not she's a mid... Like, this is like yeah. this is the, the with everything that's going on right now in the world like that's the conversation well you know this is
0: I remember growing up like women's liberation and my, mm-hmm. my mom was a strong uh, woman and and mm-hmm. it seems like women didn't want to be sex objects anymore
1: right <laughs> and now it's uh, yeah
0: now it's okay to go back to that you know it's, it's like you uh your mom's a phd
1: right mm-hmm. and, yep.
0: and you're you get an advanced degree right so uh, i
1: i don't I have many certifications but yeah r- right <laughs> but
0: you became a psychologist to talk to your mom right yes
1: that that's true <laughs> uh,
0: so i mean that's the model i think mm-hmm. for all little girls to grow up remember yeah. the, remember they changed barbie from being just like a sex kitten to being a astronaut barbie right. and then there was lawyer barbie and then there was right. politician barbie right. right. but that seems to have all gone away I, I haven't seen the movie so
1: yeah i haven't seen either so yeah. i really can't i just but the it does feel like there is some sort of distraction going on because yeah. all i keep hearing is how woke it is and uh you know people are very and and they're having these conversations about yeah the casting and whatnot so it does seem like that's I, people will always talk about movies and hollywood and entertainment i get that but It seems a little bit odd, and the same thing actually with the sound of freedom. Um, It's odd. I know Disney slept on it for three years, and and there's a whole rabbit hole between behind that. But uh, it it does seem interesting the timing when there's some. You're
0: you're from LA, and you lived there for a while. You did the actress thing, and now you're back in Tennessee. Yes. Right. And so you were, you had the agent and you did the movie mm-hmm. screenings and the readings and all that. I did. And you did the modeling as well. I did. And, and.
1: Uh, Not runway, obviously. I but, missed that by about a foot, but yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but you, I mean, you've lived that whole life mm-hmm. and you know, it's all what it is, fake and,
1: and. It's fake and it's dark. Yeah. Um, And it's a very. Propaganda-driven. That was one of the things that I really noticed just in the casting. I could see that they were really trying to push specific narratives Mm. uh, because they didn't match up with reality. And not, when I say that, people are like, well, yeah, it's Hollywood. It's, you know, entertainment, obviously. But they didn't match up. It wasn't in the forms of escapism. Like, uh, when you think of Hollywood or you think of any entertainment, it should be an idealized representation. But this was... Not matching up with reality in a very, my opinion, kind of dystopian kind of way, but also just illogical.
0: What was your favorite part? I mean, do you remember any part? Do any parts come rushing back to you now?
1: Um, One of my favorite roles was not a uh, was actually not film; it was theater. I played it. It was a really challenging role for me, but uh, I think it changed me in a lot of ways. But I played Helen Keller on stage. Wow! And uh, for most actors, that's like an act in. Sensorial deprivation. Uh, But for me, that was an act of allowing myself to relive uh, experiences that I'd spend most of my life suppressing.
0: In your childhood, mm -hmm. right? Because you had a tough upbringing and your mom was. Yeah, so I wore a patch
1: over my sighted eye every other day of my childhood and I didn't get hearing aids until I was almost six years old. Right. Uh, So I was essentially like blind and deaf. Pretty close to it every other day of my childhood. So yeah,
0: so it was a very evocative.
1: Raw, yeah, creative. I think it was very cathartic in a lot of ways because it allowed me to. I spent so much of my life trying to suppress that part of me and that those experiences because it was traumatic. Uh, so I think being able to enact them was in a lot of ways uh very healing and helped me to work through them and still uh integrate, for lack of a better. So you know, speaking of like sound of freedom, you know, a lot of these. Uh, Traffic cases, especially the MK Ultras, they become dissociated. And, uh, you know, I certainly wasn't dissociated, but I think we all have, not in a clinical sense, you know, I don't think they would diagnose me that way, but all of us have parts of ourselves that we distance ourselves from uh, due to traumatic experiences. And was it a
0: play or a movie or both? Or? It was a
1: play, yeah. yeah. I didn't uh, did do you, the. Yeah. Did you
0: have a. Uh, you know, with a curtain call and off-Broadway, or off-
1: Yeah, uh, it was uh, an off-Broadway production. type so, of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, so, that was, yeah, theater. Was theater, fun.
0: Did you have an intermission, was the play that long? Did yes. You, yeah, did you? <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I, you? I had always, a theater company, so it. I did that. Yeah, yeah I did a lot of those. You always want three acts, you know, so yes. you can get an intermission.
1: you need that time in between, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah
0: that's that's really cool. Yeah. And so that sounds really fun uh, and yeah. challenging. And so my, uh, I have a friend who, uh, is actually the head of the Helen Keller foundation okay uh for he's the guy I was telling you about in in Birmingham that's this oh. great eye doctor and he just had okay. given the Helen Keller awards when you had told me about your eye thing yeah and so I was interested in that whole story and you got your eye fixed your eye is done. Yes. your eye is fixed
1: yes so very interestingly uh, not necessarily yeah not necessarily a super exciting uh, discovery. But I, I had a chalazion in uh, the IIC out of, and it had to be cut out, and so of course it's my good eye, and I was very nervous about it, but I didn't want to be you know, rude to the doctor, so I was trying to figure out how to ask her very politely, you know, this is not the first time you've done this, right? Uh, because this is the one IIC out of, and it's very important to me. Um, and she said, yeah, I've done five of these today. And that was shocking to me, and I asked her, because I noticed that previously, in you know, maybe prior to three years ago, if I mentioned the term Shalazian, most people had never heard of it. But recently, when I experienced it, there were so many people who said to me, oh, yeah, I had one or so-and-so had one and had to be cut out. And I told her this, and I said, do you notice an increase in this phenomenon? And do you have any speculation as to why? And she said, yes, I'm noticing a huge rise in intraocular allergies and uh As a, she said, she was very careful in how she worded it, but she said, I don't know what you believe politically, uh, but I do think that there is something in the environment and there seems to be an intensified uh, pollen reaction. And uh, she said, she kind of cut herself off. She wasn't really, you know.
0: Didn't want to incriminate herself because they send in those people with the tape recorders and everything. Right.
1: (laughs) But what was really interesting was uh, shortly after that, I interviewed Karen Kingston, and I talked to her about this, and she actually sent me a document. Well, she talked about it, and then after the interview, she sent me a document, and she said that they're, in this document, they're talking about using pollen uh, as a, uh, a distribution uh, tool for nanotechnology because it has a hollow molecular structure. And there were two pages, and they're using other things as well, but that there were these two pages in this document that talked about using pollen. Uh, to embed nanotechnology.
0: Well, you know, uh, that, that, in a crazy way, <laughs> ties over ties to, uh, back to, uh, yes. to a histamine reaction. And a histamine reaction, mm-hmm. you take a cell and then you multiply it tremendously to, to attack the invader, right? Mm-hmm. And that can be used in gene therapy. If you, if you get that cell, and this reminds me of Bob Malone, uh-huh. <laughs> going after the histamine 2 receptor, in January of 2020, instead yeah. of going after the ace 2 receptor, yeah, in an interesting way, that is uh, also another thing. Which is, you you seem they seem to be taking these natural allergic reactions, yeah, and then trying to harness them for some kind of product or some produce some type of new novel thing that they can patent, right? Right, and that's what it sounds like. And maybe we're getting some kind of backwash from their experimentation because I'd never heard of that before either. Yeah. The Shillazian thing. And and now you said five in one day, that's just incredible.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. yeah that's and then when I went for a follow-up, uh, you know, I had several follow-ups, but one of, the, one of her associates had also done something like six of those procedures in that day. In this time of great uncertainty, many of you may be worried about protecting your finances, finding a safe place to live, and ways to secure you and your loved one's future well michelle thora the host of the expat money show podcast is hosting a free online event at expatmoneysummit.com that will address all of those concerns and so much more the confirmed speakers include dr ron paul doug casey mark faber jim rogers plus international lawyers offshore precious metals dealers, foreign real estate experts, and much, much more. In this free online event, you'll learn about finding a safe place to live in the world, legally eliminating your tax bills so you're not funding war or various weaponizations against we the people, international wealth protection, second passports. I personally would love one of those before more countries start requiring visas to travel there, and offshore banking. So don't miss the largest offshore event in the entire world. And the best thing is that it's free. You can pick up your free ticket at expatmoneysummit.com. Again, that's expatmoneysummit.com.
0: Now, I want to tell, uh, uh, tell you about Karen Kingston because okay. I just recently had a conversation <laughs> with Karen Kingston. Uh-huh. And uh, she, she's uh, I was talking to uh, Reiner Fulmish,
1: okay. right? And yeah.
0: uh, and he was thinking, hey, maybe we should host a three-way Kind of discussion, I just was on his show for the first time. Okay. And uh, uh, she said, Well, I'm really focused on Pfizer. I'm really focused yeah, on the, that's
1: her scope, the
0: criminal thing, you know, and I'm really working on that. And I said, Well, I'd worked with these folks in South Africa that were doing the lawsuit there. I worked with the folks in, in Switzerland and went there mm-hmm. and visited them. And I've, you know, been all over to all the different Pfizer factories. I almost mm-hmm. got to Rocky Mount before the wind blew it over. You know, all the cancer vaccines. Right, <laughs> you know. right. And I'm like, and I want to talk about the James O'Keefe perfect work chart. Yeah. Right? I want to talk about the, And f- we, we had got off the subject a little bit onto SV40 and talking about Kevin McKernan and the contamination and all that. So yeah. we didn't quite get back onto the perfect work chart. Okay. But I still want to at some point talk to Karen Kingston. Karen, if you're out there, I want to talk to you about the perfect work chart. Because it seems like if you're going to go after Pfizer, yeah. this this perfect work chart, Bob Malone called in from Stockholm,
1: mm-hmm. remember,
0: to say it was the perfect work chart. You got Borla at the top, right? right? Number one guy. Number two guy you've got is Michael Dolston,
1: mm-hmm. right?
0: And number three person nobody knows, Jordan Walker's boss, that's Shuang Wu.
1: Okay.
0: Wu, and then you got Jordan Walker. It's only four people, and it's right. the perfect work chart. So Karen. Let's talk about the perfect order.
1: What do you want to ask her?
0: Well, I want to say that do should we just focus on Jordan Walker, mm-hmm. right? And just focus on the fighting over the iPad in the mm-hmm. pizza place. You remember the Brooklyn Pizza Shop, right? And, and should we just watch that a thousand times? You know, right? <laughs> Back
1: and forth, yeah. Back
0: and forth, and then he falls over the chairs and everything.
1: It's like a bad comedy scene, but yeah, it is. It's yes. kind of like a
0: Groucho mark. Or should we? Th- Like, go up the org chart and see what these people wrote uh, and what the direction is going to be for uh, all cancer vaccines, for instance.
1: Yeah, so I I think this is also a really interesting point because I feel like this is kind of their strategy. They give you what, to me, look like breadcrumbs, (laughs) but they give you this, like, big reveal, and they make a big splash about it, and I feel like it's designed to have people feel satisfied like right. they've gotten the big reveal and now they can silence the conversation. We caught him. Yeah. We
0: caught him. They're oh, you know, give me that give me that iPad back, right? Right. And then if you send money to James then everything's going to be okay. Right. right. Right? But but my point is is that if you want to actually be effective in court, you got to say, well, what what did his boss write in terms of mRNA? And not only mRNA for for COVID but mm-hmm. mRNA for all cancer and all the uh, blood disorders and right. all the th- other therapeutic areas for Pfizer, f- across the board, right. they're the big model. Uh, and then, like, uh, what did th- th- their boss, what did her boss write? They wrote mm-hmm. these two papers, one's called Lightspeed One and Lightspeed Two. Okay. One is mRNA for all COVID, but the next one was mRNA for all cancer vaccines. Right. And that's the new direction. So uh, I want to talk to Karen about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the CEO, Borla, endorsed those two papers. Right. So if you're gonna take them to task in court, you have to then present, well, what was, you have to establish what was in the mind of these folks when they were making these decisions. What was their state of mind? And you know, it's was like, your honor, you don't have to guess at the state of mind. I got two papers here, wham, right. Lightspeed one. Wham! Light speed 2. <laughs> you know, so Karen, give me a call. <laughs> All
1: right, Karen, if you're watching, yeah.
0: <laughs> How well do you know her? Have you, have you talked to her a lot?
1: I, I wouldn't say a lot. I did one interview with her, but I talked to her in person, so... Um,
0: <laughs> Where did you meet her?
1: I, I met her, it was a, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like a medical freedom rally down in Florida. Uh-huh. And uh, I approached her because we were supposed to do a podcast like a long time ago, and it she canceled a few times, and then she did a forever cancel. And so, a forever cancel meaning yeah, I'm so not I ever going to. I approached gonna... her, and I told her it gave new meaning to the word cancel culture. <laughs> <laughs> I said, I have never been permanently canceled by a <laughs> guest before. Wow. And Why did she say that? Well, so I talked to her about it, and... Uh, she apologized and she she was very very nice i'll just say that she really was and i she
0: seems very nice yeah no she really was and she's
1: she's very smart yeah um and she's very thorough very uh very good at what she does um but it was just funny and she said she of course was profusely apologizing she felt really bad i think she also was kind of embarrassed i really called her out you know um but i i told her i said well so if you're not going to do an interview with me I actually really have a lot of questions for you, so could I just ask you them now? And I sort of bombarded her. Where with were a lot.
0: Where were you at? Where were we at? you're on. She in had a, in done
1: a, a uh, presentation. Okay. It was a fantastic presentation, mm-hmm. and uh, a medical was, show yeah, Florida. and she was talking a lot of. Uh, uh, she goes through the patents, but she was also talking about uh, you know the. Uh, the gene sequencing for uh, the snake venom, and she was building off of Artis's work. Who he spoke right after her. Okay. Uh, and it, combined, it was a really great presentation. Of course, it left me a lot more questions than it did answers, and so that's so I started kind of bombarding her with a lot of questions, and then she said, you know, let's let's do an interview. on <laughs>
0: And is it recorded somewhere? Is it recorded somewhere? Do you have it on your Rumble? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Yeah.
1: and it was great. I mean, it was several hours, and we went through. uh, She did really, I asked her some questions, because I think, I mean, we now know from the lawsuits that, you know, like Pfizer and Moderna were, because Pfizer basically stole from Moderna, which is DARPA. We we know that. Right. Uh, So I, I think it's relevant to look beyond the scope of just Pfizer, but she's looking at it from a legal perspective, and because she worked for Pfizer. So she has that, so she has a lot more resources in that. Uh, so she's, that's where, that's her angle. And I understand it. I think everybody does need to take the lane where they feel like they have uh, some potential to effectuate some change, so. That's-
0: well, my my point with Karen was, hey, here's the, here's a, a perfect org chart, right, uh-huh, yeah. of only four names, uh-huh. and and they've already made it famous. James has already made the the thing famous. Bob Malone's already called in from, Stockholm would say it's it should get a uh, you know a Nobel Prize.
1: Uh-huh. Uh,
0: Tom Fitton called in <laughs> yeah. and said it was the perfect org chart. Uh, chem dot com called in from New Zealand and said right. it was the perfect org chart. Uh, everyone said it was the perfect org chart. <laughs> so so <laughs> and so I just started looking into the people on the org chart and yeah. ask, asking questions. And man, it was like I was trying to you know. Uh, Disrobe, uh, you know, a, a monk or something. It was like, "What are you doing? Why are you looking at the white paper that Jordan Walker wrote for Boston Consulting Group right. two months before?" Well, that is how we got remdesivir. Yeah, you know. And so it was like, "Did you know how we got it, remdesivir? It was written by Jordan Walker at Boston Consulting Group two months before he went to work at Pfizer. He'd only worked at Pfizer two months, so that's something else that's important because." James kind of made him out to be like a, an executive remember yeah, that night? yep That first night top executive yeah you know yeah it, 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 where have you ever worked two months where and
1: become a top executive and,
0: and you're not you're not even a doctor yet when he first started right, right? or you know and so uh, it, it, there was just a, a big oversell yeah I thought and I and I think in order to go for her benefit yeah to go for the case they really have to get down to What did you actually write? Yeah, and when did you write it? And and get into this next boss, which Mm -hmm. is Shuang Wu, and when did she write this? And Mm -hmm. then she was also a consultant, a McKinsey consultant.
1: Wait, who? Uh,
0: His boss. His boss is a gal, a Chinese gal named uh, Shuang Sarah Wu.
1: Okay.
0: Who has companies over in China? Uh, She has patents with Raytheon and AI in 2013.
1: She has patents in
0: 2018 with York air conditioning that's used in 85% of our hospitals.
1: Wow. For
0: distributing nanoparticles and so forth.
1: Yeah, that's exactly where my head went with that. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Okay. So I was like... Uh, you know, Karen, should we look into the perfect dark chart? I mean, as long as you're going to be presenting, yeah, this information and, in a courtroom, and
1: those do have Pfizer connections. So,
0: well, she's on the Pfizer work chart. I know. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, should we so be presenting she, this stuff? Yes. Yeah, and and then Dolston, uh-huh. her boss, he's even more crazy because <laughs> he also was Joe Biden's cancer moonshot guy in 2013. Okay. He's the cancer moonshot guy now, t- through a, another guy at the White House right now. Mm-hmm. He goes all the way back to this other program called the Biomarker Program. And all of these tissues from all these servicemen, um, uh, military, all, all the na- Army, Navy, etc., men and women, okay. are all going to this little place in Pennsylvania called Winbur, this Winbur mm-hmm. Lab. And all these billionaires like Les Wexner. Have you ever heard of Les Wexner? So I think it's going to be something that I could help Karen Kingston with in her lawsuit. I'm, I'm looking forward.
1: All right. Well, I'll <laughs> see if I can. I'll reach out to her. Yeah. I mean, I we think should that, do a show. Yeah. I yeah. would love that.
0: Yeah. And I Reiner think- is a lawyer. And Reiner, I'd love to do a show with Reiner and, and,
1: and Reiner Fulmich. Yeah. Fulman,
0: yeah. Yeah, Fulman, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: yeah. That would be go- awesome. Um, Yeah, I think this is really important. I love that you do research this way. And not that there are people who do, and I think this is why you're one of the best, but people seem to forget that we're dealing with people. And so, you know, if we have all of these, like you can look at the patents, which obviously are really important, but then what are the ties? Like who are their mentors? Who are their bosses? Who's paying them? Because ultimately it boils down to human interactions, human connections, human leverages of power.
0: Yeah. And that's, I mean you can and you can use your own logic. It's like, well, if if Shuang Wu, the the Jordan Walker's boss was a consultant also for 2 months. Right. And they were just it sounds like that Dolston was doing all this funny business with Borla at the top for their own little cancer project over here. Right. Right? And it seems like they brought in two consultants to take the heat for him. That's that's kind of what it, to me it looks like a firewall. Right. means like these guys were brought in to kind of keep me away from the, the heat. And so I say, well, if that is the case, then I'm going to jump straight over those yeah. firewalls and I'm going to go right at the Borla guy, you know, and ask him some questions about, you know, what are you doing in Wendborough and why are all these tissue samples from all these soldiers going there and all this testing? You know, so anyway, we could talk about that, you know, some yeah,
1: more. Yeah, yeah, I'm curious about that um, because the testing, when you, you started off talking about DARF, DARPA, right? DARPA. DARPA is the Defense uh, the defense, uh, Agency Project, yeah. right? Um, but w- it was originally ARPA. Yeah. And I I just bring this up because it, whenever it's done, they, a lot of these experiments are done on the soldiers. And I think it's because if you do it in the name of, quote, unquote, defense, if they put a D in front of it, they have a black off carpet launch budget, right. and they don't have to explain it, and it's done in secrecy, and... Uh,
0: well, in ARPA, in the case of ARPA with the internet, it was done as, hey, this is gonna make the world, teach the world to sing, you know, you're gonna be able to send email to each other, right? Yeah, which and and Shiva invented. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love you, Dr. Shiva, sign us all, I love you, brother, but no, it was actually in, in well, anyway, I don't want to yeah. get Shiva mad at me, but it was developed at these small uh, universities in California, and... Sure. Then they brought all those people to mm-hmm. Columbia, Maryland, and Fort yes. Meade, and then they made it a huge defense program.
1: Yeah. And
0: that, you know, I was, I was doing in high tech in Silicon Valley.
1: Yeah.
0: Mark Kulak, all these other folks were working, trying to sell the internet technology. We didn't know that all this stuff would end up reporting and dossiering everybody. And creating all these breadcrumbs of wherever you go, I, I had no idea when I was doing all that.
1: Are you familiar with the Michael McKibben and sure. the Leader Inc. Yeah. Uh, lawsuit? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm only I, I've like only been able to like cobble together little pieces, but it one of the things that I was reading was that the part of the reason they were so interested in his technology, which you know, arguably became LifeLog Facebook. Um, was because it was the foundation to build the Internet of Things that could become tied to the Internet of Bodies.
0: Yeah, I've looked at his uh, Michael's thing and and if, uh, group lists. You mm-hmm. know where you want to send out to a big group of yeah. people, and that's kind of the when you post something on Facebook, what you're really doing is
1: it's pew, a mass sending blast. out
0: everybody a, a notification, and then that's a pointer back to your picture or whatever you right. posted. That's really what he. What created. he patented, yeah. and so how much of the Facebook concept is that, or was that just group email? Was that mm-hmm. email groups before? There's some argument there, sure. but I do like him. I mm-hmm. like I like him, and I like uh, Doug uh, that works with him, American Intelligence Media. Yeah, uh, is a good guy, even though he said I was a Mossad agent or a DIA agent. I can't, <laughs> <laughs> I just want the Massad Black Card, you know. If I'm going to be a Massad agent, send me the Black Card so I can expense some of this stuff, you know. Yeah. So anyway, you've seen me. You've seen how I travel. You know, yes. I'm not on the Massad Black Card. Yeah. Well,
1: I, it's it's just part of your incognito. Sure, sure. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I got
0: to go low key. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Patrick Byrne, you know, <laughs> and me. It's <laughs> pretty good. Well, by the way, thank you very much for inviting me to your uh, great show. You and your significant other did a fantastic job.
1: Thank you. Yeah, yeah you gave right a great speech. Yeah, well,
0: right, right here in Nashville. Yes.
1: yes, and we're gearing up for the next one. We're going to do it in Florida. Uh, Florida? F- Florida.
0: Have you decided where?
1: We're, we don't know yet. We're looking at possibly Orlando, possibly West Palm, possibly Naples, which is kind of a wide range. But uh, we were just down there for two weeks, and we were Maybe scouting. Maybe do all three? Yeah, that might be a bit much. But um.
0: Like one day, like yeah, a, one day. a tour bus. <laughs>
1: just the tour of Florida. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> it would be great.
0: You start out at, at uh, Seed to Table. Yeah,
1: to Table, With yeah. Alfie Oaks. Right.
0: Right, and Cybele Edmonds comes out, whatever, and you have the bus there. Uh-huh. You and your uh, hubby, right? Uh-huh. uh you, you do your first speech there, you know, kind of like that uh, right-side media that Trump yes, has, yes. right? Mm-hmm. Then you go to Orlando, and mm. you do a thing there, and okay. then and then you go down to West Palm.
1: Yeah, we got it all planned out now. So now we just need, you know, the the sponsors, the venues, and everything just needs to come together. I
0: think Winnebago would be a good sponsor for <laughs> or, or, yeah, so. or, Greyhound or something like that, yeah.
1: Yeah, so we were down there for two weeks and we were- Are you gonna do
0: sc- it as many speakers as No, you, we're yeah. not. We we're Cause gonna- Cause you had 60. Yeah. yeah,
1: we had almost 60, we had over 50. It was yeah. it was a bit much. Great bands um, though. Every, yeah, everybody was wonderful. Your I mean, bands were
0: great. And they, your comedians you. were funny until you got really raunchy at the end. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, I think it was
0: waiting at the end, and people were good.
1: <laughs> right? Yes, they did get to be a little bit of a. It was a nighttime show, late night show.
0: But where um, did you get those bands? I mean, those guys were so incredible.
1: Thank you. Yeah, the yeah, artists
0: were so good. Yeah. We
1: tried to draw some local people, and yeah, we just scouted. Um, some of them came to us. So I had some people who had seen me on some of the shows I've been on, like I've been on InfoWars and. Yeah, and some of them reached out, so, yeah.
0: Now, this show, Uh I was told, by Uh the (laughs) super expert, is that this show goes out on shortwave radio all over the world? That is
1: the plan, so, yeah, so I was, uh, I have not talked about this, actually, so. Oh, you haven't? I haven't, but, uh, yeah, so I was offered a spot on, uh, for, for the audience watching, I was offered a spot on shortwave radio um, this is like be, right
0: after Alex Jones, yeah, so right after the InfoWars, then you're, had
1: offered. Yeah. you're yeah.
0: right in the next
1: slot. So, right? yeah, so that's the plan. We were going to actually start before the CauseFest, but I, I'm in the process of consulting with Elon about creating 10 clones of me, and then I will be able to do... <laughs> much better work, but until then, I, I'm kidding, but the until then, thing. yeah. Yeah,
0: I just think you Neuralink into a couple of, like, yeah, that, a, that's appliance the plan. bots. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. So.
0: Well, let's let's go anyway, through let's it. Go. You're, d- you're doing a show oh, with... Oh, we're going to okay. Uh, well, I'm just, yes. uh, I yes. all of a sudden took an interest you, in you that. You did. Because <laughs> <laughs> cause you're doing, uh, the CauseFest was a month ago. Yes. Right, and now you're going to do another one? In- another
1: one, it's either going to be mid-October or uh, early November. We're still, we have a... Uh, Partnered up with uh, someone else now and who's gonna yeah, so we're, we're we're all figuring out all the collaborations Okay,
0: and and then you're gonna do a thing in with Trump in Nevada and Clay Clark I'm going
1: to Clay Clark's yeah.
0: Yeah, so um, that's in August.
1: That's in August August is pretty full We're uh, I'm going to be in Michigan. And you've got red
0: pill coming up in August. Yes August. So right
1: before that I'll be in Michigan speaking at the reunite America uh, event and uh, so that's going to be in Michigan. I'm hosting a panel. Where in Michigan is that going of be? It's going to be in Hollow, ho- ho- Hollow. Holland, Howell.
0: Oh, Hollowell.
1: Hall- I think it's Howell, but oh, I don't, right.
0: I, don't, I don't know. I'll have to look. <laughs> <that one. laughs> I just spent a week at Albion, Michigan. Okay. Yeah. You ever heard of Karma Doc? This uh, she's a. Uh, you should interview her.
1: Okay, Karma Doc.
0: Karma Doc, like Karma.
1: Oh, yes, you've been talking about Karma Doc.
0: Wow, you want a great story? Yes. 101st Airborne, Air Assault, okay? So yes. this is somebody who, and Petraeus writes her up for carrying a, she, Petraeus is in Kosovo working for General mm-hmm. Shelton at that time, okay. for carrying an M16. She's only supposed to be wearing a, a sidearm, a nine millimeter. So she's she's going through the mud. She steps in a, a, a thing that's an old, uh, you know, how they hide the IEDs and sometimes mm-hmm. in a carcass of an old, Cow or whatever, and she steps in the cow thing, and all everybody says, "Ah!" All the special forces guys go diving, you know. So anyway, she gets written up for carrying this M16.
1: Okay.
0: She's showing me this uh, 50 cal at her farm, and it's it's the real deal. Yeah. Um, And uh, but anyway, she's doing a lot of really uh, progressive medicine, and I just had a chance. You know, uh, it was a sad situation. You know, this suicide thing with the folks. uh, You know her or her husband or to be uh, no. just overwhelmed and so forth. And this is happening a lot, yeah. right, from the COVID thing.
1: Yeah.
0: And uh, just he felt overwhelmed and she was commuting from Texas. Anyway, I was there to kind of build a deck and with some other volunteers and we wanted to kind of straighten up the farm and cut all the weeds and everything because he had kind of gone into a depression. But anyway, I was able to watch this doctor okay. in operation day after day, on the phone, with patients. And this isn't the one where you call and you go, okay, here's a phone tree, and then you get over to some receptionist, and the receptionist starts asking you about your insurance. <laughs> right. <laughs> you want to kill them. The time yeah. You talk to the doctor. She's talking to these people. Okay. And really walking them through. And not just ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, but the whole, the whole thing, their whole health. And so, I mean, I really, I, I'm very impressed with her. And okay. um, I, I think if you interviewed her.
1: Yeah, would I would be, love to. Yeah. And you're saying she's doing very progressive medicine. In what way? Like- well,
0: uh, you know, she has a protocol, uh, you know, she's trying to do holistic at every turn. And I Great. really don't have the understanding of the, the detailed medicine that she does. Sure. But she's trying to, you know, she, the, the chaga mushroom she gave yeah. me, and the magnesium, and the
1: mm-hmm. uh, and maybe
0: all this is just like child's play to no, most. No,
1: I mean yeah. it's not. I I actually so in Tennessee and West Virginia are the only two states in the nation mm. where naturopathic licenses are illegal.
0: Oh, really? And
1: wow. uh, I I really want to. Uh, we have a plan to talk to some senators to try and change that. But I I actually when in 2020 i was working on a post back and i was going to go for my naturopathic uh it's it's actually longer than med school 6 years wow. and they do go through because they go through med school this is this is the misconception about it a lot of people think that with the naturopathic that they don't study medical allopathic medicine they do but then on top of it they study homeopathic holistic uh you know natural kinds of uh treatments plant medicine nutrition Uh, lifestyle medicine. So they do that for two years on top of it. But
0: Hmm. yeah. Interesting. And what was the other state other than Tennessee?
1: West Virginia. Wow. Yeah. I I haven't figured out, I have a theory on Tennessee. I think it's because there's a strong Vanderbilt hold here. Um, I I could be wrong. I really don't know. This is pure speculation, you know, but uh, that's that's my theory. And then uh, I don't know for West Virginia. I haven't done enough.
0: Kind of well sense. Vanderbilt makes a lot of sense, right. because it's just so so well known sure. for transplant and cancer and all the allosteric medicine, so sure. they would not want to just you know, right smash. they they wouldn't
1: want to talk about uh mushrooms and mane.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay, so that's the kind of thing that she's working yeah, yeah on she yet.
0: she will try to push you off of the um you know the prescription meds at yeah. at, at any point, but uh, i just I just really like to see a doctor who spends a lot of time, uh, even if they can't be in person um, with the patient and and really walking people through. Some people have very um, rare immune issues. Sure. And with all this stuff that's been happening with the vaccine and everything and the environment, uh, you know, you got uh, chronic fatigue, the Lyme disease. These people were treated like lepers, like they were some kind of crazy crazies. Yeah, and
1: now we we hear Lyme disease could be another bioweapon.
0: Well, it was being made at Fort—I yeah. mean, uh, Plum Island, you know—and they were vectoring all these mosquitoes and ticks and uh, fleas and all these. So other- we should
1: not be concerned about the Gates mosquitoes they're releasing in Florida <laughs> and Texas. No concern at all.
0: Well, I was—I t- actually interviewed that guy. Did you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he goes, uh, and their their go-to is it's not Jurassic Park. So, <laughs> oh. So so that. So when the media comes and asks you a question about genetic modification, uh-huh. because see, a lot of farmers are concerned because yeah. they, they they remember Monsanto, and they remember the Monsanto seeds blowing over into their corn, yeah. and they remember all their corn dying, right. and then they remember getting sued by Monsanto because their corn now had, because it blew over, had the Monsanto genome in it. Right. So they don't like G- GMO, and now GMO is going to come into the mosquitoes. Mm-hmm. And their kids with the off and the cutter, you know, they're going to stir. So, so it it was the whole strategy was, yeah. we'll just tell them all it's not Jurassic Park.
1: <laughs> that, that'll not, silence them.
0: <laughs> it's not going to make a dinosaur. <laughs> and anybody who says genetic modification is is a danger, we're just going to say Jurassic Park. <laughs>
1: Got it. That that answers <laughs> all my questions. Thank you so much. Okay, yeah. I'm so glad we're not going to become dinosaurs. But, That's good to know.
0: But he did okay. explain that there's something about the males. The next uh, thing will be yeah, infertile they, and well.
1: You know. Right. They well their their whole argument was uh, that it was a, a to fight malaria and that uh, it, the, their way of doing that was yeah that it would only affect the females. I think so. It affected the reproduction, but I don't know. It, it's. They,
0: it's, it's toying with nature in a big way yes yeah
1: and uh they they've never before given part of the story and then we later find out that it was uh very deleterious to oneself that that's never happened in the past so we, well, that, we shouldn't be concerned
0: that that insect right, <laughs> right. which is a which is means from Egypt right right uh, that insect was brought in in the 60s mm-hmm. for operation mongoose when they were gonna thinking about invading Cuba. They were gonna mm-hmm. put these mosquitoes that had been infected, these Egypti, because there was not a natural, with the Cubans, there was not a natural immunity. Right. Right. And then the, our guys would have the the vaccine, right. the, the Bob Malone countermeasure, and, uh-huh. and then we're. <laughs> so that's how the aegypti, because it wasn't a native species to Florida, it's my understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. It's my understanding. Yeah, so, right, right. Yes, so, that's- you know, that's the justification. So,
0: biowarfare goes all the way back to the '60s. I that.
1: would argue it goes before that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Not to the Battle of Jena, though.
1: Right, 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 no. That, that. Well, that, that's a different type of battle. That, that that's a different type of warfare. That's the war on education.
0: So, you told me that the Battle of Jena is actually how we got PhDs. In
1: well, it, PhDs came a little bit later with uh, Wilhelm vont who Wundt. Not,
0: how do you spell vont
1: w u n d
0: W-U-N-D is, yes, okay. Yes, so my, PhDs my came very p-
1: poor attempt at the German, Okay. <laughs> yeah. Now, how do we Nancy. go
0: from Jenna to PhDs again?
1: Well, uh, so the Battle of jena uh, it was one of the Napoleonic, uh, it was during the Napoleonic Wars, and they lost the battle because they the were... The Prussians
0: r- lost to the Napoleon,
1: right? Yes, okay, because yeah. they had rebellious soldiers, and so they realized that it was because these soldiers were critical thinkers, and they wanted to breed that out of humanity. And I, when I say that, I don't think they knew that at the time, but there is actually a gene. It's the RDR4 with the 7th millel, which is a risk-taking gene.
0: RDR4. Mm-hmm.
1: Seventh, allel.
0: seventh allele. Seventh okay. allele, Yeah, okay. they,
1: they talk about it in terms of uh, like financial risk-taking, but that seems to carry over to lots of other types of risk-taking. RDR4,
0: the allel. nucleus accumbens, the, the, the risk-return benefits part of the, the brain? Yes. Wow, okay, I think so, I learned something. About <laughs> so, <laughs> this must uh, be where they went for the lobotomies, right? So they just make people Well, drown. they did go
1: into the frontal lobe. They so. did, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it makes me
0: think that you, okay. So I, now, how so did I don't they, think they
1: knew. I don't think they had this geno- genomic sequencing at the time. But they did know that there were people who were risk takers, and they were going to be tr- troublesome. They're problematic because, uh, you know, for good soldiers, you want compliance. Uh, you know, that's good for order, and you want people who are uh, order takers and followers. And so they literally designed a three-tier tier model it's called the Prussian model of education, the three-tier model, and it was, you know, it's somewhat was uh advantageous to the elites but it was still designed to breed obedience they literally said they wanted to breed mindless obedient soldiers and that system of education is what has been exported to the united states uh mostly through and indirectly it was through wilhelm vont because he uh he had no degrees or credentials of his own uh, but he started the phd the first phd was in the field of psychology he was known as the you know found Essentially, like the founder of psychology. The, the father of psychology, psychology yeah. yeah. And
0: you um, and Peter Duke are the two, one of two, of six people that bought this book.
1: <laughs>
0: right? <laughs> what
1: book was this?
0: Oh, I can't remember. Some of the Sutton book. Oh, uh, some...
1: The Order of Skull and Bones.
0: Yeah, okay. okay. So yeah, that's the Order not of Skull
1: and Bones. It. He does lay out, you know, uh, how Wundt, uh, what he then gave James, William James the first PhD. And he had the first be, American. Well, it was the first PhD. Okay, yeah. William and James, then,
0: and James was in Yale, or
1: was James did James or go maybe
0: to Yale? it was Columbia, but anyway, yeah. Continue. And then
1: he he came here and you <clears> know started <throat> to and then they set up all of these different schools and you know and trained. who are some
0: of the other uh, guys on that? Oh, uh, there was Stanley
1: G. Hall, uh, Gilman. Gilman, um, that's the one. Gilman, yeah. and then who was the other really big one? Dewey. John Dewey, oh Thomas Dewey, John or John Dewey, Dewey. okay, yeah.
0: okay. Um, and this is how we got PhDs, and this is how they could come in and go, well, Rockefeller Medicine, right, Well, Later Rockefeller on.
1: Medicine was the Flexner Report. Uh, right. So it was Flexner Report, Abraham Flexner in 1910, and uh, that was created, it was funded by Rockefeller. Um, and so the, here's a really interesting piece, and I'm going to blank on his name, but you might know it. Um, I, I want to say Greg, and I can't remember his last name, but he was the advisor to the Rockefellers, and I couldn't figure out, like, what the missing piece was, what, how we went from... So I was trying to figure out, like, why Gre- Greg, was, who was the advisor to the Rockefellers, was so invested in, go- in having the Rockefellers fund the field of psychiatry. People were really, dis- you know, dissuading them from doing so, saying that there was no merit, there was no uh, profit to be had, and that it was a really bad idea. And here was the uh, fiscal advisor to the Rockefellers who was really pushing them in that direction. And what it turns out is that his mentor... Was Abraham Flexner, So Flexner Greggs, uh. the advisor to the Rockefellers, and uh, so that was where that came into play. And the, the Rock, so the Flexner report uh, was what uh, started the defunding of allopathic, uh, sorry, of naturopathic uh, medicine. And so the Rockefellers uh, basically would only fund institutions that licensed and schooled uh, pharmaceutical training. And it was because they had the uh, petroleum monopoly. And right. so they were funding the petro-pharmaceuticals. So uh,
0: Rockefeller said, oh, there's a, uh, uh, that barrel right there is $5 of oil or it's $5,000 of, <laughs> <laughs> of drugs. So yeah. I want you to do that over there. I, uh, but it Flexner was the one who came up with the word quack and quackery and all this stuff yeah. to, to smear. To
1: discredit, yeah. Now,
0: how is that not like the, you know, uh, ivermectin, horse paste? And- it's...
1: Yeah, and, and it, it seems to be the fish same Fish tank
0: cleaner for hydroxychloroquine. And,
1: yeah. Right, the horse the de- horse demormer. Yeah. yeah. Um, which, interestingly enough, to circle back, you were talking about uh, the H2 receptor. And I was telling you that in uh, the interview I did with uh, Dr. Malone, he kept bringing up Pepsid. And that, it, that works on the uh, H2. It's like an H2 blocker. Right. Right. Um, and he kept saying that that's really like the wonder drug for that. You know, a lot. And of people... When was
0: that uh, interview that you did with Malone?
1: I, I say it was maybe it was over a year ago. It might have been twenty twenty one. I got to go back and look.
0: So he's still in high flight uh, with Fomotidine and the H two receptor and yes. all that good stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He kind of went away from that. He
1: just uh, yes. You know
0: the the thing. Uh, you know everybody goes back and forth with me and 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 Malone I I'm a reporter right, right. I want to ask questions about how 10 billion dollars was spent over 10 years right right so so and that's public money yeah right and it's for our supposedly our own good countermeasures for the safety right right
1: right so I'm just you <laughs> never heard that. that term used before in history and it right. went so well by yeah. the
0: way and, and all that's all I'm trying to do is I'm just yeah. trying to follow up so maybe we'll do another show on that someday but I'm that that's My only intent was, hey, I want everyone to understand. It's sort of like you would want to understand uh, Napoleon at the Battle of Jena versus, Uh uh, I don't know, uh, Fritz or whoever the opposing, uh, von Clausewitz or whoever it was on the Prussian side. You want to have kind of a a timeline to understand what happened.
1: Well, the only, I mean, yeah, the only reason I even know about that is because I was, very curious about what is happening in our education system because it does seem to be breeding uh, mindless drones and you know that they they called it mindless obedient soldiers and i i feel like we've just ha- have I, after 2020 and after the past few years it's mind-boggling to me to see so few people asking questions and how do we get here and so yeah that's why i went down the rabbit hole of our education system
0: yeah so maybe on our next show we'll mm-hmm. We'll get to that topic. I, you know, I, I, I would love to, uh, you know, hear how you would pursue trying to get to the truth of what happened in January twenty twenty to mm-hmm. March twenty twenty. I want to know: did I do something wrong? No,
1: I I, 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 think I just
0: ask questions. You know, yes, like, you I know, and I yeah,
1: and I want to. How do adventure. we start
0: with H C Q and I V M and end up with with M R N A and and remdesivir? You were the guy running domain, and you were the guy in charge. How did that happen?
1: Yes. So yeah, like, I, I think we'll definitely do a follow up show, and we'll dive into all of that. Yeah. Um, I'm. But before we <clears throat> before we close out, I want to talk a little bit about cancer. Um, yeah. Because you have a huge uptick in cancer. I so there's so many questions with cancer because I, I had actually done a show. We compared cancer and NASA because it seems like both ask for a lot of money. Yep. To solve a problem that we that seems to get worse and worse or nowhere closer to resolving. And yet they keep of their own admission. I mean, with cancer in particular, of their own admission, the problem increases by tenfold every year. Uh, But despite the fact that we have received so much funding, but we'd like more funding to solve the problem. Right. Uh, So it seems kind of like a little clumsy scheme. I don't I I don't know. Uh, But there's lots of questions. I I could be wrong in that. But it's Definitely questionable that so much funding is going in towards it, and then yeah. you have things like cancer moonshot, and yeah,
0: yeah, and the cancer genome atlas program, and then we had the special cancer viruses program, and we had the viruses cancer program, and we've had the leukemia viruses program, lots of different programs,
1: and we had the the, so we the should, mRNA Moderna right yeah, was that's all of their coming. research was on supposedly treating cancer and or that's preventing. Coming. Yeah,
0: that's coming, and and we have CIA types. And people who are CIA proxies, like Wesley Clark, you know mm-hmm. John Brennan, pushing cancer vaccines. John Brennan, the guy who was, you know trying to take down Trump every time he turns around, mm-hmm. you know, and Wesley Clark, the guy who did all the bombing, you know, and NATO bombing in in Europe. So mm-hmm. uh, a CIA proxies. So it's like, why are these guys involved in cancer vaccines? It seems very much like a, a choosing who lives and who dies, kind of a you know, sort of a death tax or sort of a Passover weapon, you know, like a Passover friend and hit the foe kind of weapon. So we, we, we can talk about that too. I think, I think the big thing uh, that I focus on is just is the thing that affects all, half of all cancers, which is this P53 and taking out p53 there's a m- 100 different complexities but that's the one that What's
1: p53? P53
0: is a gene that's your, your tumor suppressor. It's sort of like uh, your brakes in your car. Okay. You have an emergency brake, there's other ways of stopping your car, but but p53 is your first go to to stop tumor suppressors. And if I cut your brakes, I cut your p53 or block your p53, it's
1: going to metastasize very quickly. Then
0: then all the tumors start and the metastasis starts and stuff like that. and So I've, I've done a lot of stuff on my sub stack about P 53. Yeah. So, wow. not a plane. That's the P 51. This is the P 53. <laughs> <laughs> so, Just not clarifying. like you when you're doing your aerial acrobatics, <laughs> P 51. This is P 53.
1: Got it. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm now a plane. <laughs> <laughs> well, you are a plane, sort of. I fly. Uh, has
0: anybody been to your shows? They see you flying or all around.
1: Yeah, yeah. 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 Anybody any who watches my Instagram sees me fly.
0: Yeah, uh, or comes to the Or comes live to Costa.
1: And you just see me do several routines and fly. Yeah, yes.
0: it, was, it was very impressive. Thank you. Impre- you're in good shape. You
1: <laughs> Thank it. you. So, yeah. yeah, so that, that's that been a struggle in finding venues because they have to have a high ceiling. So
0: Yeah, yeah I was so. like a little circus circus, circus here. Yes, Pretty, it was a lot of fun
1: Awesome thank you yeah thank you <laughs> so with the uh, cancers do you, I, I think we'll we'll have more time to we'll we'll do another show and we'll go further into it but do you think does it look like they're uh, potentially uh, and uh, this is kind of a bold question to ask but it, does it look like they're potentially creating cancers to create a solution
0: you got this kind of a hockey stick growth.
1: In the cancers
0: yeah. across all cancers. And then you have the CIA guys right there with the vaccines. Yes. And all this was structured and organized by the same perfect org chart mm-hmm. that gave us the perfect mRNA vaccine, right? And now we got perfect mRNA for the cancer vaccine. All right, they're ready to go. Same DARPA guys, right? They're ready to go. It just seems very contrived. Yeah. Seems very contrived.
1: And the players involved are.
0: Same guys, Wattendorf uh, with DARPA, uh, you know, Malone was the one who built the lab in the cancer lab in 2000 and 2001. People think I'm, you know, like attacking Bob Malone for, you know, being at the cancer lab. He's the one who put the breast cancer lab in there, you know? so it's, it's like he put it on his own resume in court in Florida. So it's like, don't attack me for something that you put into a court, you know uh, I'm, I'm just asking you questions about it. And I'm just asking for uh, accountability and transparency, that's it.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Has Has he addressed any of this?
0: Oh, I was just a consultant for a very short part of the thing I was, and some people said he was just there a hot second and I was there just during its infancy. And it turns out, well, the infancy is the critical period from January, 2020 to August, 2021. And he's taking the money and he's working on vaccines, that he's not telling anybody about this Enovio vaccine, which mm-hmm. is a DNA plasmid. He's not telling anybody. I was working on vaccines with all the CARES Act money. He's saying I was over there fighting for you. I was fighting for you with ivermectin. I was fighting for you with, with hydroxychloroquine. Well, what the heck's the big fight? It already was the standard of care. All you had to do is just check the box and send it on through. Yeah. So, so this is the big story that needs to be told. And you know, I, I'm going to get a venue, either in court or or Bob Malone can come on. TV with you and me and, and answer the questions. <laughs> answer the question. Yeah.
1: Just so that we have some answers. Yeah. I, I think, you know, to circle back to the very beginning when you're talking about uh, what you're doing with these uh, spaces and on your stuff stack, I, I think it is just people do want, they want some answers.
0: You know? Yeah, I think everyone would be a lot more comfortable. That's why I think all these diversions don't work because it's sort of like, you know, uh, your house is on fire, but please enjoy this driving <laughs> driving movie. Well, I I, I I kind of want to go back home and check out the fire. Uh, thanks for telling me it was on fire, but uh, I'd kind of like to see if it's a little grease fire or if it's a big fire. Or, you know, and you know, just people don't have that comfort, you know, until these questions are answered.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, definitely, we're gonna do a part two. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, I think we're going to have to wrap up. We're running out of time. Okay, but, uh,
0: well, let's do a part two. We'll
1: do yeah. a part two, but definitely tell everybody again. If, and do you have any closing words? And thank you so much for being here in thank person. You this for, is so awesome. Yeah,
0: this is great. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is. Uh, we, we you were so busy last time. Uh, you had sixty people, and you're running around. And, and, I know. <laughs> but but this is great because it's a one-on-one. And uh, so I'm real George Webb one. One. The so number one at the end, and then I'm uh, on George, Substack at georgewebbsubstack.com.
1: Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. And uh, we will be back. We're going to do a part two. And uh, this will be up on uh, the Courtney Turner podcast. And we are going to release this also for NECAT, who has been so gracious to let us be here. And then we are also going to put it up on the radio. And Brian is going to put it up on Last American Vagabond, which we are very sad that he was not able to make it Mm here. Uh, But those of you who watch uh, the dialectical dissidents, we decided not to bring his skeleton
0: um <laughs> call karma doc ryan call karma <laughs> doc he'll get you some non uh you know non-opiatic or whatever that is yeah
1: yeah yeah the uh, all natural variant. yeah get
0: you all natural yeah. cream and balm or whatever <laughs> don't get started uh, on that other our, yeah.
1: <laughs> thank you for watching and thank you for being here
0: thanks courtney